We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Bucks won a f***ing NBA championship. Yeah! What? What? He tries to take a pulse, baby. Watching that basketball game, like, caused health problems for me. Boogie hates racism and Chris Paul. And who cannot get on board with that platform? If I've learned a lot, this, I, I'm not going to say it. That sounds too good. That was good. Roll on. No, 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 no. The Bucks do win it all. Pat Connaughton's numbers should be in the rafters. Hey there, welcome to the Eurostep, a Milwaukee Bucks podcast, probably a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and GSPN, presented by Prize Picks. More on them later. We are very, very excited about that. But first, as always, my illustrious co-host, the one, the only, Rohan Kadi. Rohan, happy Monday, happy post-Super Bowl. I'm keeping it together so far. As you know, I'm still despondent about Big Biz not being a Milwaukee Buck, but I'm trying my best to keep the energy up. How are you doing on this Monday morning, sir? I'm doing I'm doing well. You know, it was a fun Super Bowl. It was a fun Super Bowl. Hopefully everyone who was uh, watching the game stayed safe, had some fun. Uh, good times all around. Good game. Uh, but not as great of commercials as I'm used to. You know, no, I think, well, it's like a lot of them, too. They um, just showed us beforehand. Yeah, they showed us before. Like the, I had the the moment ruined. I thought my wife made an incredible call on the Aubrey Plaza Baja Blast one when she's like at the end. She's like, "Oh, Nick Offerman drops in or Ron Smiley, whatever she said," and he's there, and I'm like, "What? You just?" And she's like, "No, the commercial's been out for like a week," and I was like, "What?" I mean, I, I missed it, so it was new to me. But that's like, what's the point then? Yeah, I don't know. The The Paramount Plus commercial might have been the best one. Which one was that? It's the one where Patrick Stewart just has a play call. It says, throw the kid. Oh, and yeah. Just, yeah. It's incredible. Creed's there. That um, was a good one. I liked um, the one. The like, Deadpool the, spot. The, was that, was, that was good. The Just Text Disney Plus one I actually thought was pretty good. Yeah, I was trying to figure out what it was. And then I was like, oh, it's Disney. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, but I was like, oh, it's a lot of good memories there. I, that, I feel like that's a good... Low budget, not on the spend for the spot, of course, but like it's a pretty good ad given the, the it's better than just like here's a celebrity. Yeah. Which was the Dunkin' Donuts 99%. Fun. It, it was fun, but it was like some of these are just too excessive now. Why do you say that? It's just like here's 50 celebrities. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, like three of them have a connection to each other. I know. 
So like J Lo and Ben Affleck. Yeah, I, I I understand. Matt Damon and ben Affleck I, I understand the interpersonal relationships. Tom Brady's just, there because football and, and Boston. Oh yeah, but I don't know. I was just like it. Some of them just felt excessive, like Christopher Walken and, and Usher. People are doing Walken impressions. Then Usher's there for some reason. He's doing the halftime show. Electric car. I was like, it's it's just random. <laughs> a lot of them are super random. It's trying to be like, how can we make like a flashbulb memory for people. The Clydesdales were coming back was good. It was. That's that's always good. That's yeah. always good. With a I'd dog. I think there should be more dogs. I don't, I don't know if there were enough dogs this year. I'm, yeah. We was love the dogs. puppy bowl even a thing? Yeah. Puppy, I, I watched. Some, I had to turn it off. Sophie got way, way too turned up on the puppy bowl. I was going to say, when is Sophie going to be in the puppy bowl? Never. Because she follows Never. the rules even less than I do. <laughs> Sophie's a wild one. Yeah, she is. Uh, you can tell the Bucks haven't played in two days because we opened yeah. just talking about Super Bowl commercials. Not even the game itself, which was a, it started off pretty boring. Ended up a very, very good game by the end. Congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs. But let's get back, back to, to back it. For the first time in 19 years. Yep. Since the early 2000s Patriots. One thing I thought was funny is somebody pointed out like first like year without Tom Brady and he's like on the Super Bowl as much as ever. He's in like 10 commercials. And he's probably going to be calling it in a couple of years now. Yeah. If not next Fox year. Has it. Yeah. Wild. He's back. He's never leaving. Mahomes oh. and Brady are going to be on, on the Super Bowl for the next decade, I think. Uh, until Jordan Love makes it there. Go listen to Talk oh, yeah. of the Tundra, our Green Bay Packers podcast, for more on that. The Milwaukee Bucks, the triumphant debut of Patrick Beverly Rohan. What a beautiful moment. The Bucks won the trade deadline. No debate. Pat Bev is that guy, that dog. I'm not being entirely serious, but I mean, I'm not being entirely unserious either. Uh, the The impact he made, I know it was the Hornets. I, I get it. Uh, without LaMelo, without um, um, why, why am I blanking on their center's name? I was going to uh, say Nick uh, Richards. That's their uh, backup center. Mark Williams. Mark, Mark Williams. Williams. Probably because like Mark Williams is like the namiest of names. They didn't have their trade deadline additions in Grant Williams, Vasily Micic, uh, Seth Curry. Kyle Lowry. Kyle Hornets Lowry, legend. Yeah. It's already been waived. Um, yeah, they, they were very, very shorthanded. Um, and the Bucks just absolutely destroyed Charlotte, which was great to see. It had been a while since the Bucks had done that to any team, so we'll take it. They had been completely destroyed by the Minnesota Timberwolves the day before. Yeah. So it was very nice to see. It was. But Beverly's impact right away. I mean, he knocked down his first three. I think he ends up hitting two. He missed a couple very badly. I'm not not expecting a constant three-point barrage from Beverly, but the energy he brought, he's drawing up plays because he tried to call a play out of Doc's playbook. The rest of the team didn't know yet, and he just drew it up for him. His energy level and his just like aggression toward the other team, hopefully mostly, I think he probably was missed. I think the Bucks really reacted to it in a pretty positive way. Yeah, it, it felt like just a massive injection of energy into this team that desperately needed it. Like I mentioned, they were blown out by the Minnesota Timberwolves the night before. And this is a team that's just been going through lows. We've seen them this season in the Doc Rivers era. They're now, what, 2-6 and six in the Doc era? Uh, I think 2-5. and five. I don't think they've played six games yet. Uh, one of the two. Two or five, two and six. Uh, but it's it's just been a team that's just going through the motions, trying to learn everything. And now here comes a guy in Patrick Beverly who just, one, knows 
how to play with Doc Rivers, like you mentioned earlier, trying to draw up plays that no one else knows yet because he has years of experience with Doc Rivers. And he's a guy who just brings it. He brings that tenor. He brings that fight. He brings that tenacity. He he brings that just to just to overuse the cliche. He brings that dog mentality to this team that realistically really needed it. When's the last time you saw this Bucks team play with this much energy? It's been so long since yeah. we've seen this Bucks team play this active, this ferocious. I mean, this is a guy. The court. He bullied a player the Bucks traded away to take his physical so he could play. He wasn't supposed to play until tonight. We're recording this Monday morning. Wasn't supposed to play until this Denver game and literally was like tweeting, Cameron Payne, take your physical. I'm ready to play tonight. And then did. Like he actually was like, no, I want to get there. I want to play right now. Uh, he got he their out. day of. He got their day of the trade. Yeah. So on Thursday. Yeah. Well, yeah, we knew he couldn't play in that game. Uh, but the next day he is ready to play. Uh, puts up six points, four assists. I thought he did a pretty good job handling the ball. Uh, one rebound, hit two of his three threes, and missed another two as well. Actually, Only one foul, one turnover. I thought he was going to get one when he was picking up full court, but it was one of the, the the ref sometimes just blows the whistle to say like relax, and that's what they did. But uh, they loved it. Ta loved it. Ta, I mean, I don't think it's unrelated that all that energy is in the building, and Thanasis Antetokounmpo pulls out a sham god. What were the odds that we mentioned Thanasis before Giannis on this pod? By the way. I don't know, but that uh, seems unlikely, no. but it happened. Wow. That I ascended to a different plane of existence when that happened. He had a it was a very good game. I mean, you always cape for an upstock when TA plays really at all. And I couldn't even argue this one. I thought he played he very took a well. Three. That part wasn't missed, as good. He had to. He missed it he missed it very badly, but he took yeah. one, which is I think his first three in like a season and a half. Yeah. It is. So that's how you know the vibes were good. When TA takes a three, you know you know things are going well for you. That was AJ Green's fault. That should have never have happened. And we all knew it. TA knew it. He his body language was not like I can't wait. He, he had to take like a sidestep fadeaway floating three. It wasn't like a wide open three. That was that was rough. But yeah, it was the right the right thing to, you know, put the shot up at least. Um what were your thoughts on court watching Pat Bev for the first time? I mean, it's obviously exciting that whenever the Bucks add a new player. Just generally, that's going to be an exciting thing to watch and focus on. But in front of that home crowd, I, I think after what we agreed with Adam and Jordan on the last podcast we did was an underwhelming deadline. I'd say it felt a little better after watching that and just seeing kind of the overall impact, not maybe just the on-court defending of Bev. Yeah, I think it, it, it was really fun to watch. Well, like I mentioned on that last podcast, by the way, if you want a full breakdown uh, of our thoughts on the trade deadline as a whole, make sure you check out the last episode on this feed. Uh, it'll be uh, a trade deadline recap with me, Ty, Adam, and Jordan. But yeah, just just coming in, I knew that Pat Bev was going to be an impact on this team purely because the bar has been so low for backcourt defense and just energy tenacity in general. This team is desperately lacking that. Even Pat Bev, who's a guy who's not who he used to be, let's well, not be delusional. He's not going to be a lockdown defender. He's not going to be first team or second team all defense this year. He's not going to be that guy. What he is is still an upgrade, though. Like his current state of being is still an upgrade for this Milwaukee Bucks team after having a backcourt of Damian Lillard, Malik Beasley, Cameron Payne at just as point of attack defenders. And you're like, wow, Damian Lillard's the best one of those three. Uh, no longer the case. It is Patrick Beverly, 
Uh, I don't know uh, if you saw. I, I know you saw, but I don't know if all of the listeners have seen that video where it's I think he filmed someone filmed him talking to Rex Kalamian after the dude, just like the the cojones on Patrick Beverly to post and put out some of the stuff he has is wild. It's crazy. Live on podcast. I got to fix my relationship with Dame talking to Malik Beasley on the phone. But talk about the, the Rex phone call that had, I think, Bucks Twitter ready to run through a wall. And actually, interestingly, I kind of thought Sixers fans were going to clown the Bucks. Like, oh, this is your big acquisition. You got our backup point guard we're getting rid of. Sixers fans were kind of sick. They were kind of like, fans oh, were devastated. oh, like Pep F brought a lot to this team. Like, why are we doing this? I know they're, they get Kyle Lowry, whatever else. I said it on the trade deadline day. Like, I feel good about this swap from Milwaukee. Like, I feel good about giving up a 12-year-old basketball player none of us will ever care about, most likely, with that pick. And Cameron Payne for Beverly, even even knowing the Sixers get Lowry. But, yeah, I was kind of – I didn't expect that. I kind of thought, oh, 35-year-old Pat Bev, like, whatever. No, Sixers fans are like, oh, no, we lost Pat Bev and Jaden Springer. Maybe they're a little unserious, but they were not happy about that deadline. No, they were not. Did you see Daryl Morey's quotes about Jaden Springer? Yeah. I Again, like, you don't have to be, you know. You don't have to say these things. Mean. Yeah, like, no. he's not going to contribute in time. Like, I can just see Jaden Springer having, like, a putback dunk in an important moment in an Eastern Conference playoff series this year. Absolutely, I could. But if, if you're if you're Daryl Morey, why are you going out there on the record saying, "Hey, by the way, Jaden Springer, we traded you because trash. We, we, di- we didn't play. think you were going to be able to play in the playoffs at all, ever it's just, in your career." It's just like this is the kind of thing I think really does cost Morey in the long term. Like fine executive with the moves he makes, just does not and never has understood the human element. He learned from his uh, former coach, Doc Rivers. Uh, <laughs> I think Doc does it better than than Morey. I know, I know. I'm just playing. Yeah, but Papev, yeah, was definitely a uh, a place that's or coming from a place that's uh, going to miss him in, in the Philadelphia 76ers, and I got to see why. We got to see why. Uh, I'll be honest, I wasn't grinding Papev Philadelphia tape this season, uh, but just coming into this game against the the Charlotte Hornets, which again. It's one game against the Charlotte Hornets, so let's not get too ahead of ourselves here. But you can see that, yeah, he's going to have a role on this team. Like, you can see the role that he fills on this team. You can see where he's going to slot in. It's an easy sort of ask for not only the rest of the team, but for Doc, for Pat Bev himself. Everyone is going to have a seamless fit. And I think this is going to be, I think this is going to work out well. Again, I still maintain underwhelming trade deadline. I don't know if they did enough, but the move that they did was a good move. Uh, so Cameron Payne this season averaged. He put up twenty for the six. He did. He had a nice game. He averaged um two point three assists per game with the Bucks and uh a little over fourteen minutes per game. And I, he had some games that were bigger than that. I mean, two of the already two of his top four assist games of the season are with the Sixers, just because he played a ton. But he for the Bucks ten times had four or more assists in a game, and again. A couple of these were like he played 30 minutes because Dame was out. He played 22 minutes, 20 minutes. Patrick Beverly in 12 minutes had four assists, which again would be one of the top 10 paying performances of the year, most of them in a lot more than 12 minutes. I did feel like watching it, and there's going to be so much focus defensively. But offensively, 
Kind of more of an organizer than campaign. Provides less shot making, for sure. I mean, Payne, he, again, he had 20 in Philly's first game or his first game with Philly. He can score when he's on. When that three-point shot is falling, that weird three-point shot, he can be a scorer. He was against Phoenix as well in a way that Beverly cannot. I do think like having another floor general for a team that has a lot of offensive like play finishers, but not as many true distributors. I mean, Giannis has done it. Chris can, but he's out right now, and we all know about the handle, and of course Dame does it. I do think it's going to be a benefit to this Bucks team. I do think even just in game one, being there for 24 hours, Beverly organized the offense a little bit more with that second unit. It was kind of getting guys into their shots. He threw a bad pass to, I forget, he was trying to go to like A.J. Green, um, but that, he wasn't even the primary on that. I mean, Giannis was handling up top. The double came. Bev went to the right spot, made the right play, and just didn't make the pass well enough. But I did feel like, okay, this could be useful. This could be better than, you know, Payne, who's kind of either off ball or he's on, then he's on the ball looking to score most of the time or just run a pick and roll. I'm going to be interested to watch how that goes over the course of the season. But I do think guys like Beasley, Portis, Lopez, not to mention the primaries, could benefit from a more floor generally backup point guard, which I think – in his time with Philly this season too, Beverly averaged more assists per game uh, than Payne has. He is at 3.1 for the season in Philly in about 19 minutes. So a little bit more uh, than than we're used to seeing. Yeah, and this is a guy, I think we, we didn't really point this out earlier, but this is a guy who's used to playing with superstars. Yeah. So he knows how to get superstars into the right spots, knows how to not like command the ball, but also be an organizing presence. Like this guy, this guy has played with uh, the Lob City Clippers. He's played with Paul George, Kawhi Leonard. He's played with LeBron James, Anthony Davis, James Harden. Joel Embiid, James Harden. Like these guys, he's used to playing with these guys. He, he, he's been around superstars long enough where it's like, yeah, he should be able to slot in with Damon Giannis and be able to be that organizer without really overstepping his role, which I think is an important line to really tread. You don't want to be like a ball hog on a team with superstars, but you also need to be able to get your superstars in the right spots as well as the rest of the team. And I think Pat Bev really walks that line really, really well. And we got to see a bit of it on display. Like he he knows when there's lineups where he has to be the primary point guard. We know where when he has when he's sharing the floor with Damon Giannis, he needs to see control a little bit. Like he he recognizes those spaces. No one has to tell him, like, hey, make sure you get Damian Lillard the ball. Make sure you get Giannis Atetokounmpo the ball. No one needs to tell him that. He knows what he needs to be done. And I think that's very welcomed. Yeah, I mean, I I can't foresee many moments where we're going like oh, why is Patrick Beverly shooting so much? I mean, he shot five shots in, in this game. I didn't think any of them were like, what are you doing? I mean, maybe one was a little bit of a heat checky three, but it's like mostly catch and shoot or just open threes. And then twos, if he has space around the basket, he'll put it up. I, I can't envision too many moments. Like we had sometimes with pain where it's like, all right, that's enough. Like <laughs> rein it in a little bit with, with all the shots, uh, which again, I think – makes more sense. We talked about just the fit wise of, of Beverly. It makes more sense on the team. I didn't realize he really since year two was a full-time starter until this season. I guess I, I, I don't know, like not that I just didn't notice or it probably was that, but all 67 games he played last year with the Lakers and Bulls were starts like really has played at a high level 
for a pretty long time, pretty consistently. Like I just, yeah, I, he, hasn't, I f- he hasn't come off the bench. Uh, he only came off the bench like seven times since uh, 2019. Yeah. Eight times since 2019. Yeah. That, that, then that season was the first time he came off the bench for more than like 10 games since his rookie year. So basically came yeah. into the league. I mean, he was, uh, didn't get drafted, or I think I don't remember if he went undrafted or just didn't get a spot with the team. But he went and played overseas for a little bit and then came back. Uh, but basically, after he, he did that, get drafted, he did get drafted 40, 42nd overall. After not getting a spot though, with that, was it the Suns? Um, maybe. I, I have it here. I can I can just scroll up. I'm on B ball rough. Oh, interesting. After not getting a spot with, I guess it makes that's a hard team to crack the roster of. Um, He's just been a starter ever since and just a mainstay in rotation. So it uh, certainly doesn't seem like there's any gripe about not starting at this point in his career, but just a guy who has a lot of big-time experience, and I think it's going to be a welcome addition to this Bucks team. How do you feel about their upcoming? They have three games before All-Star. I think Chris Middleton's probably not going to play in any of them, is what it sounds like. He has been called day-to-day. He has been called no timetable. We have heard all sorts of different reports uh, Jim Ozarski on the Milwaukee Bucks Point Forward podcast the other day said he saw Chris and Fiserv and he didn't have any sort of like brace or certainly wasn't in crutches or in an air cast or anything. Apparently that the one he was in after the Suns game was more of a, just a precaution to keep that ankle stable more than anything. But the sounds like the last thing we heard from Doc Rivers was no timetable, which to me means, yeah, we'll, we'll let him sit until the break and see where we're at after that, which I think makes sense. And given his kind of rest schedule anyway, wouldn't have expected Chris to play one of the next two games since the Bucks have a home back-to-back against Denver and Miami, and then they play the Grizzlies before the All-Star break. Um, what do you think about these upcoming three games? I actually feel relatively good. I know there's been a little bit of panic, I guess, over the record of Doc Rivers. It is two and five. They had five-game road trip, and then two games at home since then. They just – I think if they had won like the Portland game or the Utah game, I don't know if anyone would really care about their record that much, but it just looks bad now. But it's a really hard part of the season. They're getting used to a new coach, and the absences they've had I think makes it all relatively understandable. I kind of expect they're going to look pretty good these next three games. I'd hope so, and I, I- – do kind of share that sentiment. I think they'd want to get some momentum going into the All-Star break because you don't want to build that momentum during the All-Star break, uh, considering three of their players are going to be participating in the All-Star weekend. We'll talk about that later. Uh, but this is a team where it's like, yeah, I assume I assume that a lot of guys are going to get together during All-Star and really work a lot with Doc during this time. I, I can't remember when, but one, one players or coaches said, yeah, All-Star is going to be around the time where we try to get together. Uh, work on some stuff, try to get organized, familiarized with each other. But it'd be really nice if they could get some momentum going forward before the All-Star break. And playing a team like the Denver Nuggets is one one real way to do that. I mean, this is a team that's going to contend for a championship again. A really good team. The Heat, unfortunately, will not be with Jimmy. Will not have Jimmy Butler. Uh, thoughts and feelings with his family. Uh, absolutely horrible time. Uh, yeah. And the 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 Memphis Grizzlies are not a juggernaut by any means, so the Heat and the Grizzlies will not be as uh, 
scary of opponents as the Denver Nuggets. So it really comes down to this game because we we now know that the Bucks against lowly teams should be able to <laughs> should be able to. I mean, the Charlotte Hornets might be a different beast compared yeah. to everyone else in the NBA. With but, the guys they had out, they're probably like worse than the Pistons. I mean, that was. I mean, the horrific. Pistons have won. They've won a what couple say, games. Two games. Yeah, they've won a couple you got games. So high. They've won time. twice in the last two weeks. That's good for them. That's not bad for them. You know, that's 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 really good for them. But this this little stretch, I think it really hinges on today's tonight's. Game. I, I will be disappointed if Jokic doesn't play. Yeah, me too. Uh, I would like to see them play him again. I would like to see the TA start against the Nuggets. Well, the funny thing, they played him so well last time. And they, they just lost late because it's just really hard to go into Denver and win. I really hope the Bucks get a, a good crack at playing this team again. I, I Again, uh, Denver shot pretty poorly from three. But I think some of that was game plan. I mean, the Bucks just tried to make Jokic more of a scorer and not let him... The thing is, doing that with Brooke, like some teams do that and they just don't have a big enough player and Jokic can just get to the basket over and over. Brooke is just so big that it's hard to do that for anyone, even Jokic. So I'm sure they would, you know, he's good. He would be motivated to, you know, kind of prove that he can play well against this Bucks team after the last game if he does play. He has not played in Milwaukee for a couple of years now, I think. I really hope we see it after the Bucks brought all their guys into Denver because I do think it is it's a good tester game. It's a good measuring stick game, just like it was last time, and it was a, a close game. The Bucks just couldn't couldn't end up finishing uh, in Denver. And again, it was one. I think Dame had a pretty poor shooting game, and it's like okay, if Dame shoots forty percent, fifty percent, I mean the Bucks probably just win that game somewhat handily. So I'm really excited about this game. I'm glad this is the first leg. Even though the Bucks, I think the stat is Giannis has not missed a, a second game or either game of a back-to-back all season. He's only missed a couple games. And the Bucks, going back a couple years now, have been an excellent second head of a back-to-back team. So that gives you some optimism too, even though without Jimmy, the Heat are probably still going to be difficult. We'll also have to see Terry Rozier had what looked like a pretty scary fall. I don't know if there's been like a confirmation of what that injury was yet. I would imagine he's probably not going to play in this game either way, but it, we'll, we'll see on the injury report. Um, actually, I have the injury report up. I'll see if he's on oh, there. And by, by the way, in the new year, the Pistons have won five games. So they're, they're, Five they're games hot. in a month and a half. Yep. Almost one game per week. Hey, in the last two and a half uh, weeks, they've won four games. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, the Heat do not have an injury report out. I don't think they play. Yeah, they don't play Monday. They don't play until Tuesday night. So we'll have to see. But I, I, I think they may be without Rozier and Butler. Uh, so just a, a shorthanded – feels like always kind of shorthanded Heat team for various reasons. But that is probably not going to be as good of a matchup. But this Nuggets game I think should be quite good. So I'm excited about that one and, and hope we get a pretty full – obviously Chris is out, but otherwise a pretty full-strength game. I think KCP is questionable, but otherwise the Nuggets seem pretty healthy for this one. At this point, I mean, we've we've seen late scratches too. The Pistons have beat the Blazers more okay, recently why are we than, still... the, than the Bucks. Okay. In Portland. That's, that's good. Yeah. So I'm saying the Hornets are worse. Yeah, I mean, certainly the way they are right now. Yeah, but I just I needed to do it. I, I'm a Pistons truther. Okay. Uh, do you have any other thoughts on this stretch of games or how the Bucks are looking? Or 
Again, I think, yeah, I think we've covered it. I think this this game against the Nuggets is a real, real measuring stick game for them. I think it'll... I think it's important for them to get this game, to really get that momentum, like I mentioned earlier, going into All-Star. Because you don't you don't have too many... I know they have a very difficult schedule ahead of them, but you need to be able to see these games. Uh, you need to be able to see yourself succeed against these teams in order to really, you know, build that confidence going forward as a group, which is desperately needed as they are. uh, This is the team. I mean, aside from a buyout, which they're going to fill that spot or however they fill the spot, the spot's going to be filled according to John Horst for that open roster spot. Yeah. But this is the team. This is the team indeed. Let's talk about another team. The team at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is America's number one daily sport fantasy sports app with over 3 million members. They are the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. That is daily fantasy sports, not Dorian Finney-Smith. The Nets are the only team that gets to play him. Uh, It's just you against the numbers when you play prize picks. You pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Rohan, I don't know what took us so long to start playing prize picks, but I'm sure glad we are because it is a very, very fun experience. We are going to be, throughout the rest of this regular season, talking about some of our prize picks picks and letting you all know you can get on the action as well. Sign up at prize picks and use our code and you can get your first deposit match up to $100. All you have to do is go to prizepicks.com slash Eurostep and use code Eurostep, all one word, G-Y-R-O-S-T-E-P, for a first deposit match up to $100. We're talking about this Nuggets game. We are hyping it up. Had to had to put in some picks based on this game, Rohan. So, you know, one thing that we always do when we look at opposing point guards playing the Bucks, and maybe that maybe this will bite me now that Pat Bev is around. We'll see. But I went more than on Jamal Murray, twenty two and a half points. More than Damian Lillard, six and a half assists. For all the consternation about Dame's shooting, his playmaking has been pretty stable. Uh, and if he plays a lot, I think six and a half is very attainable. This one, I already feel this one could bite me. But the numbers just look too good on it. I just, I, I don't even want to read it. I'm almost embarrassed. Jay Crowder less than 0.5 turnovers. You know, okay. the, you know, you know. The, besides just the stat, and he hasn't. Don't tell he, Adam. I, I know. I think he has like zero turnovers in four of his last five. I was like, yeah, he just shoots it immediately. How could he turn it over? But I can yeah, just see the second play of the like game a, in transition. The second, the transition, second play yeah. of the game in transition. He's just going to whip it over the backboard. I can already feel it. Uh, Malik Beasley, more than two and a half three-pointers made. The Bucks are kind of lame for not feeding him more last time. I mean, I would have had to record a video of me hitting a three and shimmying. What do you have, five at halftime and seven a couple minutes into the third quarter? The franchise record is 10, which is also the mark I said I would shimmy at. Bees should have gotten there last game. But again, four out of the last five games, he has done there more were, than two There were a half. couple possessions in that game where it was just like, yeah, he's open, get feed the hot hand. And then it's like, nah. Yeah. It was uh, disappointing from the Bucks to, to say Bo- the least. It's, it's Bobby Portis time. Yeah. They, well, they were watching out for me because I'm. I, I think my shimmy video is going to be very embarrassing. So it would break I, I, I kind of, well, if Beyonce couldn't, I can't either. 
Uh, Nikola Jokic, uh, less than 27 and a half points. So again, that's just the Bucks have defended him well. They've tried to make him a scorer uh, to a certain extent. So this could bite me, but they just defended him so well and they've been all over the basket. So he could probably knock down a few threes and, and, and go over that mark, but we will see. And then uh, did Giannis more than 30 and a half points? For all the things Nikola Jokic does well, uh, defending Giannis, not really on the list. You know, Aaron Gordon sure tries, but he is DeAndre Jordan can't do it. DeAndre, if DeAndre Jordan plays too much, that that might cost me uh, on that pick right there on that stat projection. But that is my uh, six picks for this game. We will alternate who does picks for various Bucks games throughout the season. And again, if you want to join us on Prize Picks, which is just a great, great, great place to play DFS, you can go to PrizePicks.com. Slash Eurostep. Use code Eurostep for a first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. Rohan, it is that easy on prize picks. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So... You know, I, I feel confident in the picks available to me on prize picks. I feel a little less confident in the picks available to the Bucks on the buyout market. Uh, at this point, with it's a, do you want to do your do you want to do your little little speech on on the loss that you've suffered? It's uh, been a long day without you, my friend. But I can't even say see you again because he was never a Buck. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I could do it. I don't know if I can get through it. For for those unaware, Bismack Biz... Biombo has uh, has signed for the rest of the season with the Oklahoma City Thunder. Does um, he make his he, debut tonight? I might have to split might. screen. <laughs> he uh, he provides a uh, big depth uh, for uh, an OKC team that needs it always uh, always needs big depth. Yep. And uh, it's just it's tough to see him go. I mean, no, they're in Orlando I, tomorrow. I had a, I had, I had a candidate that I prefer more than Big Biz in the buyout market, but Big Biz was second up for me and number one in our hearts because of our our, our tie wind issue. Because of my obsession, yeah. Uh, um, the flurry of tweets that you must have gotten, dude. I had seven in like the first minute before I I saw a bunch of people saying no, sorry, at time. I was like, oh, so Biz signed somewhere, and then I saw the the news. Uh, listen, I just think he's a good. He, I think he is a clearly like backup level center in the league. And that may sound underwhelming, but that player just available for free mid season is, is very valuable. And I think the thunder 
were like really smart to just kind of go, well, you know, we're either playing Paku or Usman Jang is maybe our backup five or just going. We have Jalen Williams. The last game he was 0 for 3 from the field. Um, I think they play Kenrich Williams as a small ball five sometimes. I know their whole thing is they go small and that's like a big part of their identity. But still, like having another good backup center, I think is just useful. And for them, again, just a roster spot. You know, it's not like a big tax move for them. It makes a ton of sense, and I think beyond what it made sense for the Bucks, it will be interesting. Like, are they going to are they going to try and find more of a wing player, or do they want to replace Robin Lopez and the backup big as your guy Thad Thaddeus Young? I keep wanting to say Thad Johnson because of the Thadjic Johnson thing. Thaddeus Young um, would kind of be both. Would kind of be both, but I don't know which way they're going to go. I really don't know who I would even want outside of Thadjic Johnson unless they go with a herd guy. Uh, what are your kind of updated thoughts, I guess, on the, the buyout market and the players available? Sorry, I was muted for a second. I mean, if you want you a guy... Me. If, if he's If you want a guy who's played 800 games and averaged 13.5 points, 5.9 rebounds, 1.4 steals, 49% from the uh, field goals, and 30% from three, you've got Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, and Thad Dias Young. Magic uh, Johnson. Obviously, obviously, I'm just referring to that fun meme graphic. But yeah. just, just like my updated outlook is, yeah, just Thad Young. <laughs> I mean, he's the best option at this point that the Bucks can sign. Uh, no biz obviously couldn't sign Kyle Lowry and we talked about it on the last pod probably don't need him um, can't sign a guy like Spencer Dinwiddie who signed with the, the Lakers uh, did you see that uh, someone said uh, his because he, he shaved his beard it's not just a goatee someone said it was a protest beard uh, yeah which is very funny to me. I, I just I, I don't understand a lot of things about Spencer Dinwiddie and we could probably just leave it at that yeah that's fair uh, him and crypto is going to be undefeated. I, I just love that. That part is very funny. The Lakers. What do we need? More shooting. More two way play. Who do we got? Spencer Dinwiddie. Sure. The guy. Guy who people speculated to be on strike and never has been a plus shooter. Nope. Like what does he do? Whatever. Aside from that, uh, that Mavs Suns series. Yeah. Where he was just making every shot imaginable. <laughs> the Lakers would have to get into the playoffs for that to happen for them. Yeah. That is going to be an uphill, an uphill battle. Uh, but yeah, like those type of guys, again, another point guard, the Bucks don't really need that type of player. So it leaves you with that, that tweener forward and Thad Young. And, uh, aside from that, the options are pretty bleak. I mean, I can't even think of one player. I'd have so I, I have a couple that are like maybes. I am reading an article on sporting news that just made me laugh that referred to Daniel house, who is 30, uh, has someone who has three and D potential as a six, six wing who shoots 35.6% from three for his career. I don't see either of those things. I've had people, Daniel House played for Doc before. Is Daniel House a fit? No, he's just not good. Like at, at a certain point, I don't care about the fit. I could learn Doc's scheme. That doesn't mean I want them to sign me. Oh, I actually do. They can sign me. He'll go out and get, 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 get what he wants them. Yeah, uh, no matter what uh, rules are in place. Um, there's been still no indication that Otto Porter Jr., DeLon Wright, or other players will be bought out, but obviously both of those guys would be intriguing. Uh, outside of Thaddeus Young, Gallo? I just don't, I just don't know why. Why? Uh, yeah, exactly. Like, why? why? What What role is the is Gallinari filling on this Bucks team? Yeah, just like smaller Bobby. 
which I mean, they 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 have their issues with normal size body. So yeah, it's a better shooter, I think, at this point, maybe. But uh, yeah, I just it's not. I don't know what his percentage is like this year. And then Marcus Morris is he not even? He's probably makes too much anyway, right? Yeah, I think he does. Yeah, he's not eligible. Yeah, I've seen think- people suggest Killian Hayes. Just sign someone from the G League. Like, what's the point? Yeah, just like get Marquise Chris up, get yeah. get Wenyan up, yeah, get Marquise Bolden up. Just get someone. not not Killian Hayes. Why do you need Killian Hayes? It's, By the way, Bobby Port is shooting thirty eight percent from three. Yeah, so he's actually, which is just, he, it's got to be on like a third of the games. I, I feel like his splits have it's like sixty percent in ten games. Zero percent in fifteen games. Yeah, that makes sense for the Bobby Portis experience. Yeah, um, but yeah, the buyout market. Corey Joseph, like, why they don't need a backup point? Again, they just don't. They card. don't need point cards. Joe Harris, I just don't think can play. Bucks legend Joe Harris. That is true. If anyone should be rewarded, honestly, yeah, Robin Lopez is like terrifyingly high on this list in terms of players. I think probably the like Bucks. He, his, he he's in Milwaukee. Well, we at least last time we saw him, he could be might be in Disney World again now. Yeah, that's not a Thad Young. The true buyouts, I I would rather have a G League guy than any other player on here besides that. And they can't sign Robin back. Wouldn't really want that anyway. But he, he might be second on the list. Him or Gallo, I guess. And again, I just like what I don't know what the point of Gallo because is on the there's, Bucks. There's only like if you're looking for players who would have a role on the Milwaukee Bucks or fills a need on the Milwaukee Bucks, there's only like three guys who are like actual NBA players. And one of them, the Bucks can't sign because it's Robin Lopez. Yeah. And I don't know if he's an actual NBA player. Yeah, it's like on this list, he looks good, but I still am not a big believer in him as an NBA level player at this point in this career. Yeah. Congratulations on your retirement, Robin Lopez. Nah, come on. Who's signing him? That's what we said about Ingles. That's fair. Look at the bag he got. That's fair. That veteran given, leadership. That veteran leadership given, gets you paid. He's given Rolo 15 mil. Not, not all, I don't think that much. I think he could get another another vet min, though. Yeah, that's fair. Hey, hey you paid $3 million to me. I'll sit on the floor. That's a good trade. That is a good trade in my book. Uh, but, yeah, the buyout market is not um, super exciting. I mean, I think people will probably be excited about Dinwiddie and Lowry. To me, still, I'm just like those are. I'm actually glad Hayward think, got uh, traded. I think Kyle Kuzma said it best. Yeah, uh, I'm actually glad Gordon Hayward got traded. That to me is like probably too good to be a buyout player. And I know, absolutely, like absolutely there's a lot of jokes about Gordon Hayward, and I get it. And he's declined a lot. Still, though, is like a, a pretty good player when he's available. Yeah, when he's actually available, he, he's a he's a player who will actually go out there and produce. Which is like, why it's been such a bummer for the Hornets that he hasn't been able to play a ton. But yeah, yeah he's gonna he fits in real well with OKC. And I think like if Philly got him for free, I'd be like, oh, that's actually that's actually a good addition. Lowry, it's like okay, what he's just playing backup point guard roulette at this point. Yeah, if the Celtics managed to sign Gordon Hayward for free, I would. Well, see, I think because of the buyout, they couldn't either. I don't think they're an apron team. Oh yeah, they're definitely first apron. Are they? Oh yeah. Oh, whoops. Oh, yeah, you're right. The they Sixers have, weren't. They have a lot of players. The Sixers they only. Signed Lowry, yeah. yeah, yeah. If the no, Sixers got Gordon Hayward for free, I'd be upset. Yeah, I mean, with their medical staff, he has to have been like, no. Like, I won't. I mean, like, 
he yeah, would actually lose a like leg. He did Zaire Smith. Yeah, like I think his life would be in danger. And uh, Zaire Smith uh, signed a 10-day with someone. I forgot. Oh, good it. for him. Hopefully not Philly. Nope. <laughs> I All forgot right. already. Unless you have any more buyout names. I've been I've been coming through the G League. I just – the leading scorers this year have not really stood out to me in terms of you know good players that are worth giving that 10-day that to. Again, I think the herd guys are as good as, as anyone, especially given they're they're big enough to give you some more size, which I think the Bucks could probably need in their deep bench. I want to play a fun game called Make Rohan Guess the how the events are gonna work at All Star this year, because I looked okay. this up this morning and I was kind of befuddled. Okay, I'm ready. I'm so ready. I have a series of questions for you. All right, one, do you know when the All-Star draft is for the All-Star game? Um, is it's no, there is no, yes, true question. It's East versus West. You did it. That's a good, good start, Rohan. Thank you. Oh, you almost got me. I know you were really, you were like, Oh, I can't, did I miss it? No, it's okay. So, the all star game is pretty much just East West Sunday night, same as usual. So, not going to be too much about that game. Not same as usual. It's back to what it used to be because it's not yeah. captain's draft. The old school, the old school, yeah. also, but it's just a game with those teams. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. The Rising Stars Challenge. How much have you heard anything about this? I've heard some, some about it. Guess how many teams there are in the Rising Stars Challenge. Aren't there three? There are four. There's four? There was a draft to fill out three teams of rising stars, freshmen and sophomores. There is also a G League team, and they are doing a tournament. And this is what I don't understand. Friday at 8 p.m., this starts in Indy, the Rising Stars Challenge. There are three teams. Uh, I believe it's Tamika Catchings, Paul Gasol, and Jalen Rose, all drafted teams. So just random assortment of legends there. And then Detlef Shrimp. Gets the Chile team. It's like, okay. Uh, Indy, it's like, Indy. Yeah, I know, but it's like, okay. Um, Bucks legend. Bucks legend. So is Powell. Um, then they're, they play a three-game tournament where team A plays team B, team C plays team D, 
and game three is just like the championship between the two winners. But the final target score for the first two games is 40, and then the championship is 25. And I'm like, that sounds like a lot of basketball to start at 8 p.m. for these rising stars. I mean, it's a total of 65 points, so. Yeah, but a final target score of 30 followed by, like, I think they're doing it all in the same night. I think so. Didn't they do this last year, too? I don't even know. So maybe they they did. did. I just like, why not just have a game? Yeah, why do you need four teams? Uh, just If you want to have some G-Leaguers, just like, I, I guess, put them in the game and let them be drafted as well or something, or just don't. I mean, more than half of their team is G-League Ignite, so like, just let them be in it next year if they're worthy. I think the yeah. G-League Ignite's on a really long losing streak. Maybe they're like, we got to find ways to do something good for the G-League Ignite team. I don't know. Um, but yeah, just the whole format there. Like, I... How many people? Why did it start at 8 p.m. for an event that's going to take this long? Is it 8 p.m. Eastern? No, it's 9 p.m. Eastern. What? Yeah. Oh my God. It's gonna, I, I think, like, the, the issue with target score, like, if one of the games is just cold, it could take forever. I know 40 is not a ton of points. I know, but the thing is, like, it's not going to be cold because it's going to be guys going for, like, monster dunks and stuff. And just, it's going to be threes and dunks. That's it. Yeah, but what if they're cold from three? Well, then they just dunk the ball. It's 20 dunks. It's not bad for like 10 people. No, it's not terrible. It's not terrible. I just, I don't know. I almost want to watch just to see how this format actually works. I mean, the the level of players is pretty high. I don't, Tamika just absolutely destroyed in this draft though. So here's her team. Paolo Bancaro, Keegan Murray, Jaden Ivey, Jalen Duran, Keontae George, Scoot Henderson, Dyson Daniels. That's a ridiculous team. So here is Paolo's team. Wembenyama, okay, good start. Brandon Miller, okay. Jaime Hakes, Bilal Koulibaly, Brandon Podjemski, Jabari Smith Jr., Kaysan Wallace. Not bad. I think Tamika's team is deeper. A lot of guys with NBA experience. Yeah. And then Jalen has Jalen Williams, Chet Holmgren, Walker Kessler, Benedict Matherin, Shaden Sharp, Jordan Hawkins, and Derek Lively. That's the worst team. Three centers? That's the worst team. But who's passing the ball on that team? J-Dub, I guess. Yeah, I don't That's like his horrible. team at all. That's the worst team. And then Team Detlef. And I'm just like, why do they do this to these kids? Ron Holland, Mataz Buzelis, who I believe is also a top pick. Oscar Tshibwe. Shibwe. Shibwe. Bucks antagonist. Alondis Williams. Mac McClung, who's only here because he's in the dunk contest. Izan Alamsa. And Tyler Smith. That team's going to... I don't know if that team's going to score 20 points. Yeah, like, why did we do this? They're not going to go to the finals. <laughs> no, of course. Like, they're going to... They should get destroyed. I mean, maybe they'll win. I mean, I guess their one advantage is four of these guys do actually play together. It doesn't matter, though. Like, Probably not. Yeah. There's actual NBA players on all other three teams. I, I haven't looked at heights. I don't know how big some of the G League Ignite guys are. But if she weighs are only big, it's going to be a long night. I mean, you're going up against one team has Jalen Duran, one team has Wembenyama, and then Jalen's team has three centers. Absolutely cooked. I don't know why they did this to the two league guys. Like, this is going to be this is going to be rough. Also, I'm ready to abolish the dunk contest. Yeah, that's fair. I've seen people say bring in YouTubers to do their trick dunks. Honestly, just, no, just watch that on YouTube. It's the NBA dunk contest. 
featuring one NBA player. It's Jaime, right? No, uh, two NBA. Okay, one good NBA player. J- no, one All Star, Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown, Hawkes. Jaime Hawkins, Jacob Toppin, and Mac McClung, right? Yeah, I think so. Horrible. I don't know why Jalen's doing it. I think they begged to get an All Star to do it. It's the first they time in years. It. It's great. It's first one since like Giannis, probably. I don't even. Yeah, probably is actually. Or like Andre Drummond, who was an All Star. Oh God. They should have. They should have more big guys do it. No, they shouldn't. Just let him it's dunk really fun. hard, and then it's give not, him sixes, and then fun. is this fun? I mean, at least at least it'll be interesting. Yeah, I don't Will know it? About that. Are you gonna watch? Probably. I like Jaime Hawkins as an NBA player. I've not watched him play NBA basketball, and been like, that's a dunk contest guy. No, he he he, he can get up there. I know he won like one in high school or something. We'll see. Have you Jaylen seen? The, should obliterate them. Have you seen the picks for the skills challenge? I know, the like, teams. I know, like, there's a number one picks team minus Cade for the last four years. Yep, yep, that's it's a like, fun one. Wembenyama, Anthony Edwards, Paolo. They are probably my favorites to win. Um, they did the not Indy. have many inventive ideas this year. There's, there's no more at Zetacumpro's one. No, at least I'm kind of hoping that they just like it's like wrestling where they like run out in the middle of the thing I and d- just participate. I really, I really hope they don't. I know because I do they've been coming last every I, year. I root against Giannis doing all these things now <laughs> after his dunk contest and his skills challenge. Um, yeah, Team Pacers is Tyrese Ta would always be the best guy on that team, which is awful. Yeah, uh, Team Pacers. I don't know how why they pick these particular Pacers. It's is it is it Ben Matt? Yep. Uh, Tyrese and Miles Turner. Yeah. I, I don't. Miles Turner's their elder statesman, but like not a guy I'd pick for the skills competition. And it's like that's your contribution to All Star Weekend in Indy. Like let TJ McConnell do it. Yeah. If honestly. you actually want to win a skills challenge, that's let TJ McConnell do it. He probably wants to go on vacation though to like Maine or something with <laughs> Muncie. <laughs> and then Team All Stars. This is one they're just like we don't have any good ideas. Scotty Barnes, Tyrese Maxey, Trey Young. Boom. That team actually probably that's a pretty that team's good team gonna win. Yeah. So I guess it's, they they just like they went less entertainment and more like let's just get some good teams this time. Yeah. I don't Which care about the fair. skills challenge. I think the skills challenge is fun. It's just it's it doesn't last long enough. Yeah, it's pretty quick. Yeah. Which, Which is unfortunate. it'll be even quicker without Team Atetakumpo. That was, that was, was half wreck. the event. Such a train wreck. Um, you just have guys waiting at the three ball in perpetuity. Yeah. Oh, man. It was tough. It was tough. It was a tough watch. Uh, speaking, actually, of Team Atetokounmpo, so they usually had Alex with them, correct? Yes. Have you seen this news? No. According to the G League transactions page, the team has waived him. Oh, Oh! wow. Oh, that's big news. Yeah, it is. So had his career high, what was that, two weeks ago now when we talked yeah, to him? I was, no, less, less Saturday. Not this past Saturday, but the yeah. previous one. Yeah, like a on, week and a half. Ago. On February 8th, basically right after the trade deadline, uh, they uh, requested waivers and then he cleared waivers February 10th and there's been no news since then, uh, at least on the transactions page. Wow. So I've not gotten any comment uh, from from herd folks yet. I'm trying to to get that and get in touch there. Um, but yeah, right now, uh, kind of a strange thing. I mean, I I don't know if you know if it was 
prompted by the herd who just wanted to do this or if it was you know coming from Alex. I, I don't really have a good feel for it at this point, but uh, maybe that could be a reason, uh, just an additional reason that you know the team of Tedekumpo is not uh, doing the skills challenge this year because there would only be two of them playing in the NBA slash G League. That's uh, that's very interesting news. I'll it is say indeed. That. It's very very interesting news. Right after the trade deadline, just like Giannis, just don't don't ask out right away. Give us some time to think on this one. That's a joke. I have no idea what went into the timing there. Uh, the celebrity game is oh, happening. God. Oh God! And we're not in it, so it doesn't matter. No, um, CJ Stroud's in it. That's kind okay. of fun. Okay. Well, I don't understand why is Meta World Peace in the game. Why? Why? That seems like dangerous for the other team. No, it seems dangerous for him. That dude's like old. I think it's dangerous for both. Jennifer Hudson. Okay. Um, running out of people I know here. Natasha Cloud. Is going to post up Jennifer Hudson? They're on the same team. Oh, okay. Maybe he will anyway. Micah Parsons also seems dangerous. <laughs> Micah Parsons. A lot of football close. guys in this game. <laughs> and then there's like some streamers and other people I just don't don't really know who they are. Mike, uh, did you see Micah Parsons uh, interviewing Jordan Love? No. Yeah, he asked him like, "Hey, what what went what went into your game plan against the Cowboys?" He's like, "Yeah, we just we saw your linebackers were pretty weak. We we saw your DBs playing linebacker, and we know your pass rush was like a big thing. So it's like, yeah, we just get some chip blocks on you. You're fine. It's food. It's easy." He didn't say that, but essentially he said wow. like, "Yeah, we looked at you and we saw food. We saw your team is sorry." That's hey, they hilarious. were in the they were in the Blue Wire Studio. That's I love love to see that. Uh, the coaches for this game are the best part. Oh, it's uh, it's Stephen A. and Shannon Sharp, right? Yeah, and their assistant coaches go crazy. Oh, wait, Stephen wait, A. Who's... Stephen A. has Little Wayne and Asia Wilson. Oh, and okay. Shannon Sharp has Fifty Cent and Peyton Manning. Oh my god! <laughs> like, <laughs> let, let, like I'd rather just watch those six shoot around mic'd up than watch the game. Oh my god! Absolutely. Like, just let, that, that just let those teams play horse. Like I that's mean, a Asia better product. Dominate. Yeah, that, that that part would be less. I mean, it'd be fun to watch her just dominate. I guess, but yeah. Um, and then we have the three point contest, which I think probably people know the most. And then the Steph versus Sabrina virgin, which I guess is fun. Kind of just random. I thought. I think it's because uh, I think Sabrina called out Steph at the last All Star uh, WNBA All Star three point contest. Yeah. Because she just went crazy, like made the had the record, like NBA, WNBA, like doesn't matter. Oh, that's that's and fun then. Called out Steph, and now it's happening. Yeah. So yeah, she did thirty-seven out of forty, and then Steph took ridiculous. on the challenge. Yeah, it is. So that'll be fun. Also, there's two Milwaukee Bucks in the three-point contest: Damian Lillard, Malik Beasley. Yes, uh, Malik, you gotta you gotta step it up. Uh, I know you had that that seven three-point game, but uh, aside from that, he's been a bit, just a bit of time. a cold stretch. But uh, we yeah, need to get the shimmy. Once he once he finishes, we need to get the shimmy. Like once oh, he yeah, once yeah. he shoots 100%, the glass ball, hundred percent, he will. Gotta unless, get the unless he stinks, then maybe he won't. Unless he does it after every rack, <laughs> he might, yeah he runs out of time because he's shimmying too much. Uh, it's a good field. Dame, Bees, Jalen Brunson, Tyrese Halliburton, Laurie Markinen, Donovan Mitchell, Carl Anthony Towns, and Trey Young. Oh, I didn't realize Cat was in there. That's fun. Yeah, I like I've, I like when they have a couple big guys. Him and Laurie are fun. It's like just to see the the difference in stature. So that's good. That's a good good event. For sure, for sure, good event. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, obviously, hopefully, uh, 
Malik or Dame really pull through. Hopefully they make it. Uh, there's not a good history of Bucks in the three-point contest. The last guy to do it was Chris, and he's failed to advance to the second round both times, I think. Yeah. Um, it's just been it's been tough for Bucks in All-Star Saturday Night Challenges. <laughs> just Giannis in the dunk contest, Chris in the three-point contest. But thankfully they've got some uh, – they've got better pl- play- players who are better suited for these types of competitions in there. Uh, Dame obviously won the three-point contest last season. Uh, as a member of the Portland Trailblazers, he's here to defend his title, and um, yeah, it'll be just it'll be fun to see that. That's what I'm looking forward to most. So they listened to me and they put the G League All Star Game part of the weekend, which I was happy to see. Okay, I don't know why it's at like 1:30 p.m. Eastern, the sure. day of the All Star Game. Like, why not make sure. it a couple hours before? It's in a different arena. It wasn't an arena turnover thing. They had quote unquote influencers draft again four teams. Why? Just do two teams. Team Giraffe Stars, Team EYL, Team Ball is Life, and Team Strictly. What is going on? I don't know. What? Where? Why Giraffe Stars? I could not tell you. That is I don't know an influencer, happened. I guess. Really? I yeah, I think so. Oh, no. That's the influencer general manager. Oh, God. Uh, There are no Wisconsin Herd players taking part, which seems like a pretty bad snub to me. No, it's a good team. Maybe it was going to be Alex. Well, you would think Marquise Bolden or Wayne Gabriel would be able to get in. (laughs) Uh, Or even uh, Ty Ty Washington Jr. There are a lot of good guards. But, yeah, they're, they're playing earlier that day. And is this another? Are they making them do a tournament again? Yep. I don't know. Yep. Oh, God. Why? why so just let them play a game. Yeah, I don't know why it has to be a I tournament. I think just to get more players in. I suppose, yeah. But even at that, it's like, why? At what At what cost? They're also having a G League slam dunk contest, which I just thought was the NBA slam dunk contest. Yeah, I was going to say, is Mac McClung <laughs> doing that one too? I don't know why you would not just combine them. Uh, who is doing that one? No, he's not. He's this guy's a G League player. He's a G League player who is not doing the G League. Jordan Jackson, Tavion Kinsey, Cameron McGriff, and Mauzinia Pereira. What do we do? Like, is Mac McClung on? Like, he's not even on a two way. Uh, He might be on a two way. I thought he was last year. I I thought he was a two way player for the Sixers last year. I don't know if he is anymore. Mac McClung. uh, No, you are correct. He is an Osceola Magic. Yeah, so this guy's just not even close to the NBA. He's literally not an NBA player. He's probably so going to win the dunk contest again, though. I know, but like, might as well bring in the YouTubers then. Because it's like, this, a, if, you're, if you're bringing in non-NBA players, just bring in non-NBA players. What, what's that, what's that guy's it. name? Jordan Kilganon or something? Who's just like the, the greatest dunker I've ever seen in my entire life. They should do the, they should do the lethal shooter challenge instead. They should. They should just be like chained underwater and like being forced to like escape from their <laughs> trenches while shooting three pointers. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know do why they it. haven't done a horse game yet. Just do it. It's easy. Horse do a one on one tournament. I'd rather watch horse than this. Like horse with like 
they did that during can... they did that during COVID when yeah, they just had the uh, virtual horse game. It sucks. It was virtual and it was hard to understand, and the production quality was low. No one. Some people were just like had random players like on their phones. Yeah, and then some people had like actual cameras. And yeah, it was horrible. Yeah. But doing that in person, I think they like scarred from it because that one went poorly. But it's not because of horse. It was because of the production quality. Yeah, just do it in person. Just do a horse game. Do a one-on-one. You used to do this as an NBA. Yeah. Like, just bring I, just, I feel like they're too scared for one What happened to the game I love? I feel like they're too scared to do one-on-one. And I wonder if they're too scared to do horse after freaking Kevin Hart beat Draymond Green in that shooting contest. Because like I said before, like just let all the celebrities play horse with the NBA guys. Nobody wants to lose. That's the that's issue. That's one of the greatest things that's ever happened, by the way. Kevin Hart beating Draymond Green in the three-point I mean, like, I, dude's an NBA player, and it was like I think by a couple balls too. I don't think it, it was. was it wasn't close. <laughs> See, that's why it would be fun, and I wonder Draymond if. Draymond Green can punt Kevin Hart into the basket, but he still <laughs> made less threes than Kevin Hart. Draymond should have put a backpack on. That's what he was missing. Yeah. Oh, we love All Star Weekend. Yeah, I can't wait. I mean, I, I will watch the three point contest. I will probably watch the game. Damon is starting. I'll watch the game. It's history. Uh, and the game's been okay lately. I think the Elam ending is fine. I don't know if it necessarily saved the game, but it makes it better. Yeah, I'll bit. watch the game. I'll, I'll watch. I probably won't watch the Rising Stars thing on Friday. No. There's no shot. I, if I do, it'll just be because I want to see how this format goes and like how long it takes. Because I do I have a sneak I'm pretty sure they did it last year. Oh, uh, well. Proves how much we care. Yeah. I, it's just, it's too much. The NFL gave up on the Pro Bowl. Did you know this? They did like yeah, flag football flag, and challenges. Flag, good. Yeah. At least they, 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 it was the sunk cost fallacy, you know? Like they just cut bait and it's well, probably better. I, I think they're doing some more like, like they used to do like the QB challenge. I think they're doing some more of that where it's like, let's just watch a bunch of guys just launch a football and see who can do 75 yards. Like I'd rather do more of that stuff in the NBA, which I guess is the skills challenge. They did just, like a didn't they do like a, a QB like passing accuracy yeah. challenge and like Dan Orlovsky beat Tua when yeah. he was like just wearing like a full dress clothes. Which is hilarious. Dude, I saw Kirk Benkert go through like the targets thing and just did not miss. He wow. might mess around and get a contract. Like it was very impressive. Um but I think the skills challenge is kind of like that. I, I feel like they just need to move more toward those sort of things and less of like the, the dunk contest just maybe needs to be put out of its misery. Yeah. Players don't want to do it. Ah, uh, man, I remember when I first started getting into basketball, and I would just watch like the Nate Robinson, Dwight Howard dunk yeah. contests and stuff. It's like the, that's that's aura, right? Kind of, it kind of peaked with uh, Levine Gordon. It did. It's never going to get better. Which those guys weren't even like superstars either. But now they like Jalen Brown is the first guy to even like be at those guys' level in years. I feel like LeBron should do it now. I mean, Dude. after not doing it ever, just do it now. <laughs> I so we can say he won the dunk contest. That's something he would do. Only if he knew they were going to rig it for him. Which they would. I mean, they would have to put in... They'd have to do like a geriatric field. No, they do They do LeBron. They do They're Robin not, Lopez. I was going to say, he's not letting Mac McClung do it. No, it's LeBron versus Robin Lopez versus Serge Ibaka versus... Uh, he could. I, I think he could win if they just did like old stars, LeBron, KD, Steph. I don't know who else would be the fourth. I don't know, man. KD can still throw down. 
I just don't. I, I think LeBron could do a better. So LeBron can too. I think he'd be a better dunk contest dunker than KD. For sure. For sure. KD's too long. KD does a windmill and his his hands would hit the ceiling. That's what I'm saying. That's why like no big guys. I just like it when they dunk super hard. They don't win, but it's fun to watch. And then do it in NBA games. What they should do is they should bring guys out to like they should have like a poster dunk contest. Dude, who would want to be the guy? <laughs> just kids. That's fair. We've brought out Brandon Knight, his specialty. <laughs> <laughs> no one in the world is better than getting absolutely yammed on. That's so poor Brandon Knight. Man. I know. I He's guess Jason be... Terry's up there too. Jason Terry looked like he died. Jason Terry, <laughs> he, he, he said beef with LeBron ever since. Dude, that LeBron dunk, it looked like the soul left his body when the dunk it connected. It did. It did. And I'm pretty sure he's hated LeBron ever since. Yeah. <laughs> For a good reason. If someone embarrassed me like that in, fr- in front of everyone in the world, yeah. I'd hate him too. <laughs> they, it, I wish they could do slam ball, but the ACLs would just be too at risk. Oh, it's like uh, it's like holding the World Cup final at MetLife. Yeah, that's crazy. That, that, yeah. I, that's one problem. I'm really glad the NBA doesn't have. I mean, it's sometimes the they have like water on the court, but like if they really mess up, but there's not just like a oh yeah, this field will murder your Achilles. Good luck. Yeah, it, it's it's all the consistent hardwood. Yeah, we appreciate that. Yeah. Oh man, what a what a time! All Star Weekend is this coming weekend. It's crazy we've gotten here already. I know. Uh, do we have anything we need to touch on, Ty? I don't Unless think we're so. We're talking about MetLife in the World Cup. Yeah, that's that's how you know. Um, I think that you know we're set up for a fun second, not second half because they played more than half the games, but a fun second part of the season. I do think it will be nice to get those extra days off and then go into the second half with just more stability. You know, got some time under Doc, have some practices now, I'm sure, with two days off here. And then, of course, time over the All-Star break. Uh, hopefully, I, I wouldn't. I wonder, like, do you think like the coaches and some players may also go to Indiana? I know Doc is not coaching the game. Do we know who's coaching the game? No. <laughs> That's going to be maybe the most fun part of the All-Star game. going to be Joe Prunty. Is, it, is we, it probably going to be Joe Prunty? I'd assume it is. That's hilarious. Because there's no Rex Colomian, no Dave Yeager, no Doc Rivers, because they are... Uh, abstaining from yeah. participating as they have coached uh, seven games of this team. Dude, just <laughs> Dude, let JB frankly do not deserve do to be the just all-star. let JB Bickerstaff. Imagine it's Adrian Griffin. Oh, he just comes out. It's like he I earned like, this. It's like introducing your Eastern Conference All-Star head coach. He's back, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's Adrian Griffin. <laughs> and the crowd just like what? <laughs> the West team scores four hundred points. Giannis and Dame are like, uh, hey, 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 coach. Hey. How's it going? Good to see you. Good. How, how, how have you been? East, 395. West, 460. <laughs> They'll put up a lot of points. They'll give up a lot more. We'll say that. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that would be insane. I'd assume it's Joe Bronte, though. Yeah, I, I think that is a give safe it to, assumption. Like, let Patrick Potumbo do it or something. That's it. Let J.B. Bickerstaff do it. No, nah, I feel like he'd want his vacation at this point. Probably true. Yeah, let like let one of the other assistants, assistants like Joe Prunty, actually got to coach this team. Yeah, like, let 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 Josh Oppenheimer take the reins. Let's see what Dude. happens with Josh Oppenheimer. Uh, let Sydney Dobner do it. Sydney Dobner would be fun. Everyone opts like, out until we get down to Sydney Dobner, and she's just like, "Sure, yeah, I'll coach the All Star team. I would. I'll do it if they're looking I'll for someone." Yeah, we'll do it. We'll co-coach the All-Star game. 
Yeah. I mean, it, we'll do it. Is I our, mean, if you we draw up a bunch of plays for Giannis and Dame, and then we play other East contender guys forty eight straight minutes. Yeah, it's like, hey, Giannis, Dame, we need to get some pick and roll practice in here. Yeah, uh, Giannis, it's like, you, you, go go set some good screens. Jason Tatum, you're going to be our center, and you're playing the whole game. Jason, and, and then we are we, blitzing we, pick and rolls. We go, uh, we go to who's coaching the West? Is it? Uh, some, uh, it's Chris Finch. Yeah, I think it's Finch. Uh, Chris Finch goes. Uh, we go. We slip him like a like a tenor and say, "Just go post up Jason Tatum." Every time. <laughs> the Chris the, the the tenor hits different for Chris Finch. He's all it in. Does. We give him it ten bucks. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we got to try our best. <laughs> <laughs> Can't use our whole our whole per diem on the Chris Finch bribe. Yeah, exactly. So we'll just say like, "Hey, just like just go. Let's 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 hit Jokic. Just post up Jason Tatum." I would love to see like how. What is the the practice like in All Star? I mean, they show it. We've seen it. Yeah, they true. just go shoot around. It's shoot yeah. around. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, like, what is it like? What's the messaging from the coach? Hey, guys, go out there and score a bunch. Let's have some fun here. Yeah, don't get hurt, please. <laughs> Nick Nurse is out here. Like, I'm going to play the other guys 48 minutes. Yeah, didn't that actually happen? It did. It. They Who played, was it? Play- Isaiah Thomas. He played Isaiah Thomas. I think he played Giannis a bunch too. Yeah, despicable human. Yeah, it is what it is. But uh, I think we'll wrap this up. Yeah. Say thank you for listening to this episode of the Eurostep here on Blue Iron GSPN. Uh, brought to you by Prize Picks. Make sure you check out Prize Picks. Uh, use promo code Eurostep for up to a hundred dollar match on your first deposit. Uh, but yeah, thank you for listening. Make sure you're subscribed wherever you're listening to this podcast or watching on YouTube. Leave a five-star rating and review on your podcast platform of choice. Check out gspn.info for all of our links, all of our other podcasts, fun stuff, Discord entry link, everything. Everything GSPN is at gspn.info. Pod random, and we'll talk to you next time. <laughs>